and welcome to Midpen Sports Weekly Season 2. This is episode 15 as I am coming back to you here on July 11th where we are in the middle of summer and the only real local thing happening is American Legion Baseball as well as uh, the Big 26 Baseball Classic is going on. Uh, here in a few short three days, so we'll get into that, get into some American Legion baseball, and we'll get into some of uh, the local sports news that has been uh, happening over the last month with basketball coaching hires Mike Gaffey and Mark Risser. Mike Gaffey, the longtime coach of the past eight years at McDevitt High School, now going to coach Mechanicsburg, as we got into last episode um, before we took the break. And then uh, McDevitt needed a new coach, obviously, and that happens to be Mark Risser, who was the assistant under Coach Gaffey for the last eight years at McDevitt, and now he will be the head coach, and now... uh, that's exciting news for him, for the Big Pen to have Mark Risser. He's an electric coach. He gets the guys fired up. Uh, he's definitely what you could call a hype man. Um, he's the equivalent of like a strength and conditioning coach, I think. He's just very hype. He's very excited, and uh, it's exciting to have him be a head coach now at McDevitt. So he will join the show as well as Coach Gaffey. We'll have both of them back-to-back. Uh, here in a short while, but thank you for coming back for Season 2, Episode 15 here in July, and this is going to be a season like no other. We're going to bring in new things, new features, and everything else. Uh, I'm going to do a mailbag Monday starting next Monday, so head to my Twitter or Instagram, or even email me your local sports questions, and I will get them answered for you. Um, next Monday, we'll get into that at the very end, uh, what next Monday will look like, and um, yeah, so let's get right into it. Before we start, I also have another exciting announcement to make. Uh, I was a little bit curious of how I was going to be able to get to every team and cover every football team, every soccer team before the season starts, because it gets busy. It gets very busy uh, to try and figure those things out. But what I am going to do is something that I didn't see myself in a situation where I was going to be able to do this, but I am announcing August 3rd and 4th, I will be at Cumberland Valley High School for Mid-Pen Media Day by PenLive.com. I got the official invite. It's uh, something that I'm very grateful for the writers over at uh, Pen Live to do, uh, especially Brian Linder, who invited me to uh, Media Day, and I will be- get the chance to interview athletes. So if you are a football, soccer, or field hockey player that's going to be at Midpen Media-, Media Day, uh, hit me up and we will get an interview uh, done. I have a lot of things scheduled. I know uh, the quarterback at Northern, Timmy Bonin. I know. Uh, Marcus Quaker, the West Perry quarterback, and others will be able to uh, sit down with me and preview the season, so that's very exciting. Uh, but I will be at Midpad Media Day to cover all of the high school sports before the fall seasons begin. Now let's get into episode number 15. So the Big 26 Baseball Classic, as I mentioned, is going on here July 14th through the 17th in a three-game series at FNB Field, the home of the Harrisburg Senators at City Island. And there are eight Mid-Pen members 
uh, heading to this game, and that's very exciting. Uh, so let's take a look at the roster for Pennsylvania here. Uh, Luke Paris from Camp Hill High School, a dual pitcher and catcher. Obviously, if you've been listening to the show, you know I'm from Camp Hill, and uh, so I've seen Luke play. I've seen Luke play all through Little League, honestly. Uh, and Luke is, is is really good without the bias from Camp Hill. Um, without bias, Luke is very good. He was the Penn Live Baseball Player of the Year this past year. He's going into his senior year. He was on the football team. He's taking off from football this year and focusing on baseball. And uh, he's been very good. Very good. He was, as I mentioned, Penn Live Player of the Year. First team, all mid-Penn capital. Um... Uh, and he was he was really great. I mean, he he brought the team back when they needed it a lot this year. Uh, when you and when you have Luke on the mound, it's as I mentioned throughout the whole year on uh, my broadcast with Camp Hill, it's an added insurance run when you have Luke Paris on the mound. Uh, Troy Chamberlain from Shippensburg. Uh, this is somebody that. I have kind of followed throughout the year this year, but uh, I didn't really get to see him play. Obviously, Shippensburg is a little bit farther out from the what I like to call the heart of the mid-pen, which is like, at least for me, uh, it, it's like Mechanicsburg, Trinity, East Penn, Camp Hill, um, Cedar Cliff, Redland. Uh, that's like the, the center of the mid-pen, I think. Uh, Sippensburg is as pretty far out west, but uh, T- T- Troy and Tucker Chamberlain are in this game um, from Sippensburg. T- uh, Tucker Chamberlain is a dual infielder pitcher, and Troy Chamberlain is a catcher. I think what they're going to end up doing is having the dual. So uh, if you go down the roster here, there's a lot of duels. Luke Paris is a dual catcher pitcher. Uh, Jack Bacazzi from North Penn is a dual infielder pitcher. Um, you've got Tucker Chamberlain, dual infielder pitcher, and there's some others on here. Um, but I think what they're going to do with the duels is have them play. If and us- Usually it's a dual something and then pitcher. Um, I don't think they're going to pitch many of those guys because I think that they have a lot of pitchers on the roster already. Uh, Cooper Ryan from State College, who was on the podcast oh, a little while ago, uh, Avery Schwartz from Phoenixville, Devin Sheeran from Exeter, um, Dylan Antonini from Phoenixville, uh, Zach Brockner from Owen J. Roberts. Uh, these are all pitchers. Brady Kane from Newport. Uh, I think that they're probably going to play the duels in their other spots because they already have the pitching. But there is three games, so we'll see what happens there. Uh but yeah, the Chamberlain brothers are there from Shippensburg. Thomas Davenport, who was phenomenal this year, he was um, the co-MVP with Jeff Lugie from I think it's the Keystone Division, right? Uh, he was he was co-MVP of that division. Uh, I thought he was a senior. Turns out he's going into his senior year. Uh, but he's definitely somebody that I'm looking to have on the podcast because he is uh, he was really great. I remember the clip of him hitting a monstrous home run and doing the, uh, having the mini basketball hoop and dunking it. Um, that was, that was great. And, uh, I, I, he was, he was great this year from what I saw on social media. Again, Carlisle's a team that I don't really see often, so I didn't really get the chance to 
truly witnessed uh, what he was doing, but he he was great from what I saw on the internet and so forth. Um, next up, we've got Patty Hernjack from Cumberland Valley. This is a player that I'm not too familiar with, to be honest. Um, but Cumberland Valley was was great this year, and if he's somebody that ended up making the Big 26 game from Cumberland Valley, uh, then that's that's pretty special because Cumberland Valley has a lot of guys, um, and it's I feel like it's a blessing and a curse to be a baseball prospect coming from a school like Cumberland Valley because you're if you're really good like Logan Salve. Um, then you're going to get noticed either way. But if you are somebody who is not who's not in the paper every day, then it's hard because there's a lot of good players on Cumberland Valley. When you have Camp Hill, for example, or even using an example like Trinity, a lot of the players that try out are going to get a spot. Like, I could probably name a couple players on the Camp Hill team or the Trinity team that probably would barely make it or not make it on the Cumberland Valley tryouts or the East Penn or Mechanicsburg tryouts because there's more players. So if you get on the team, then you already have great players surrounding you. It's harder to get noticed, which makes Logan Salve and people who have come out of the Cumberland Valley system in any sport uh, really special. Um... We go to Sean Carpitis. Um, I I've done some work with Sean. He's great um, here with the podcast and and a catcher from Mechanicsburg. Um, I watched Mechanicsburg play. I think I saw him two times this year. Um, both times they were great, especially at the plate. Uh, I remember Sean Carpitis going up to the plate a couple times. Um, I could probably pull some of that video of him at the point at Hershey High with the Mid-Pen Champions. Um, and he was he was great, I, I feel like. I feel like he was able to to hit hit, the, hit it where they ate, as uh, Yogi Berra once said. Uh, and we go to uh, Braden Mosby from Central Dolphin. Uh, I believe that he is either related, I think the Central Dolphin quarterback... Max Mosey, Mosby uh, from from Central Dolphin is going to Holy Cross, right? Uh, but Braden Mosby, uh, again on that Central Dolphin team, they almost were uh, at a situation where they were going to go to the Mid-Pen Tournament and end up not going to the Mid-Pen Tournament, uh, which was interesting. I remember I remember a, like a week left in the regular season seeing Central Dolphin and saying, oh, they are a shoe-in for the Mid-Pen Tournament and ended up not going. So uh, I, I actually did not think that he's related to the Central Dolphin quarterback. I think that's a different um, person. But, but uh, yeah, Central Dolphin was almost, it was pretty much a shoe-in for the Mid-Pen Tournament and ended up not making it. That was, that was a crazy final week of the Mid-Pen Baseball. That was awesome. Uh, I remember... A lot of divisions to keep up, well, four divisions to keep up with, a lot of teams to keep up with. The Colonial was neck and neck all the way through. There was like four teams that were very close to being um, out of the Colonial and Camp Hill out of the Capitol. Altoona emerged from the uh, Commonwealth, which was crazy because you had Cedar Cliff and you had Cumberland Valley playing 
pretty much for the division, and neither of them went. It was Altoona who was picked to finish last in the division. That was wild, and they were very close to beating Mechanicsburg in that first game, so that was uh, amazing uh, to finish out that, that season. Uh, we go to Cooper Ryan. As I mentioned, he is from the podcast, uh, committed to Penn State. Ryan Cooper, uh, I keep calling him Ryan Cooper. Cooper Ryan uh, is is very good. Uh, you you watch him play and you you think that he is completely ready for a, a place like Penn State. Uh, Cooper Ryan, he handled himself very well on the podcast. Uh, he was probably the most... Uh, accommodating and willing to do the podcast um he was looking forward to it too like uh, he would ask what like uh when when are we when are we doing this i can't can't wait i'm excited to do it um which which is always great from a student athletes especially when you have uh student athletes who maybe don't aren't as mature as maybe the pro athletes um everybody that i've had on here is great but cooper ryan was really really uh, fun to have on and and very willing to do it. So that's always great, and that's really my best experience and the best thing I can say about him. Because um, again, a lot of these mid pen schools, even though they're in the mid pen conference, a lot of them are uh, out of the way from where I'm usually at. Um, you have Shippensburg, Carlisle, State College, um, but that it should be a great game, the Big 26 Classic. The coaching staff consists of Kevin Monero, head varsity baseball coach at North Penn High School, Brian Philly from uh, head head varsity baseball coach at Straith Haven High School, Rick Harrison, head varsity base, baseball coach at Springford High School, and Cody Reeser, assistant Big 26 coach and Big 26 alumni uh, uh, from Go Wags Baseball. So it should be a wonderful game again at FNB Field on City Island um, in the Big 26 Baseball Classic. So we go to our interviews. Um, Mike Gaffey, I said, is the head coach of McDevitt Basketball for eight years, uh, heading to Mechanicsburg. I asked him about that, the new challenges he'll face in the Keystone Division, and more, and uh, followed by an interview with Coach Mark Risser, who's now taking over at McDevitt, and he describes the feeling that he got when he got the call, uh, the future of the program, and more coming up on the Penn Sports Weekly. All right, now we're joined by the new head basketball coach at Mechanicsburg Area High School, the former coach of McDevitt Boys Basketball, Mike Gaffey, who's been in the area for so long. Thank you for coming on, Coach. Luke, happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, and my first question for you is the news came out earlier in June that you were going to go to Mechanicsburg, and I think a lot of people's first question was, what made you apply for the job? What did you see in Mechanicsburg? Yeah, you know, Luke, I've been getting that question a lot, so it's definitely a good question. Um, one of the things that I wanted to do was I just felt like after being at Bishop McDevitt for eight years that I was in the mood to, to try something different. Um, I wanted to go somewhere where, where the, the school had a, a passion and a history and a tradition. Um, and I know Mechanicsburg has that. And some of the uh, schools that I've been at previously, Luke, um, I was fortunate and blessed enough to take those schools to 
places that they've never been before. And so I was just ready for that next challenge. And um, I do like the fact that Mechanicsburg's in the Keystone Division because I know that league and I know those coaches. Um, and so I just thought it was a good fit for me at this time of my career. And um, I'm super excited to be here. I've seen the team play a couple summer league games already. We've had a couple open gyms and it's exactly what I thought it would be. It's, it's a bunch of people that are, are passionate and excited about the game of basketball. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned the Keystone Division. What what do you see in the Keystone Division? What are the teams that you're excited to play, and what are you looking forward to there? Well, it's a challenge in the Keystone Division, Luke, because you have a lot of teams and coaches that have been around um, and have established uh, traditions at all of their schools. And so the one thing I always knew, even when Bishop McDevitt was in the Keystone, was um, you don't get many nights off in the Keystone Division. Every night out is a dogfight. And um, I guess you call me smart or you call me dumb for looking forward to those dogfights, but I just enjoyed that. And, um, you know, I always think that the Mid-Pen Conference prepares you for district and state play because of the tough schedule that you play. So... No, regardless of the team and the coach in the Keystone, um, the competition level is uh, well above uh, average, and and uh, I look forward to, to getting back into those battles again. You're switching from McDevitt, a private school, to Mechanicsburg, a public school. Are there any challenges, differences in switching from private to public school coaching? Well, Luke, one of the things you get with a public school is you can organize your program all the way down to kindergarten. And so as those student athletes come up through the system, you know, they become uh, familiarized with your your system and the fundamentals that you um, preach on a daily basis to your high school players. And so it becomes a little easier for them terminology-wise and expectation-wise as they come up through the system. Um, that's a positive, and that would be the one, if there are any drawbacks at Bishop McDevitt, that would be one of them, is that you know you really don't get your players until you know June 5th of their 8th grade year. And so they come to you, and then you have to throw all this you know terminology and um, system stuff at them in a short period of of time. So that was one thing that I liked when I did coach at the public schools before. And, um, you know, one thing that I thought that, that I wanted to be involved with again, um, with the public schools at this time of like of my career. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned earlier taking, coming into programs, taking them to places that the program was really never seen before. And a perfect example of that is, uh, if you look at last year's District 3 bracket for Mechanicsburg, they lost to the first round um, to the number one seed and overall champion, Lampeter Strasburg. Uh, what, are you, what are you looking to change? What are you looking to do different to, make you, to prepare yourselves for the playoffs next year? Well, I don't know if we really need to do a whole lot of things different. One of the things that I'm asking the kids right now is just, you know, what did, what did you do last year? And um, and I'll continue to ask, um, you know, the, the athletic director, Seth Bahanek, and, and the girls coach, Clay McAllister, and some of the assistant coaches over there, like, what's worked in the past? Because we don't, 
you know, we don't want to change things that have worked. And there's a number of things that have worked over the years at Mechanicsburg um, under Coach Rutherford and, and Coach Strickler. So those things I want to keep the same. And then obviously each coach has their own little tweaks that they like to, um, you know, put into their program and, and their team. And so that's all I'm looking to do is just put in some tweaks that I know I'm comfortable with and have things that have worked for me. And I'd like to mesh that or mix that with, you know, things that Coach Rutherford and Coach Strickler have done over the years there at Mechanicsburg, both as successful players and then as successful coaches um, to mix those things in. Um, so that's, you know, that's pretty much my, my plan at this point. And, of course, each year, Luke, you have to adjust to your your personnel too. So, depending on what type of team you have, you have you have to make some tweaks to to fit their strengths and and showcase their strengths as opposed to their their weaknesses based on what they're good at. When did you have a a clue that you might be applying for the Mechanicsburg job? Geez, Luke, it pretty much happened right away. I just I just knew. Um, I don't know what it was, um, but it, it just hit me right away. Like when that job opened and it was late, um, you know, very late in the spring. And I just decided that's something that, you know, I sort of had it in the back of my mind that, you know, I wanted to do this. And um, especially once I heard it was Mechanicsburg too, with, with the administration they have there and the athletic director, um, Seth Pahanek, um, you know, Mechanicsburg is a is a special place and a good place to be, and so, um, you know, for me, it just took a matter of seconds, and I just, you know, and that's how I knew I was all in um, you know, during the interview process, and, um, the selection process was. It just hit me right away when I saw that position was open. I just I knew right away that was something I was interested in. Can I explain how or why? Oh, absolutely. No, Luke, it, 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 it just hit me, <laughs> you know? So, uh, and like I said, it, everything that I would just was uh, just looking to get back to some of the things that I was doing at some of the public schools I was at earlier. Uh, my son's at Effort right now in his second year there, and some of the things that he's doing are things that I used to do when I coached in the public school system and just, you know, wasn't able to do anymore. And I... I got thirsty and hungry to, to do those types of things again. Yeah, uh, and and I'm sure that you're looking forward to playing still in the mid-pen. You mentioned in the Keystone Division. Uh, what are the challenges, because you've coached outside of the mid-pen as well, what are the challenges coaching in a great division in the mid-pen? Well, one of the challenges is, and you know, one of the things that's a compliment to um, all of the schools and coaches in the mid-pen is it actually prepared me to coach for my five years in college at Penn State Harrisburg because one of the things you have to do in the Keystone is you have to do your homework every night. There, there's no nights where, you know, um, like how old are you right now, Luke? I'm 16. Right, so you know, sometimes as a sixteen-year-old, and I, there was a time, Luke, when I was sixteen too, um, where on a certain night I could just say, you know, I'm not going to do my homework tonight, or I'll finish it during study hall first period tomorrow. You can't do that in the mid-pen Keystone, so you have to know every 
out-of-bounds play, every set play, every name of every play offensively and defensively that the other team runs. And if you don't, then you've already put your team at a disadvantage because all the other coaches in the league do that. So um, that is the biggest um, challenge. And it, it's not... It's a challenge that just keeps you on your toes because you know you have to do it for your team to be or have the opportunity to be successful. And so um, that helped me you know, going to Penn State Harrisburg when I was there for my five years because at the Division three college level, it, it's uh, preparation on steroids because now the, the scouting reports are like eight, pages long to 10 pages long at the division three level where they, you know, each player, you know, their, their favorite food, you know, their favorite movie, you know, if, if they take one dribble or two dribbles when they go into their jumper. Um, so that's the biggest challenge in, in the keystone is making sure that you have your team, your team prepared to, to play a game. Yeah. We much appreciate you coming on the podcast and I'm looking forward to seeing how you're able to uh, take Mechanicsburg to new heights next year. Thank you so much, Coach Caffey. Luke, thank you for having me on. And, uh, again, I follow you all over the place, and I look forward to following you during the season as well. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you. All right, and now we're joined by the new coach of McDevitt basketball, Coach Mark Risser, who's been an assistant at McDevitt for the past eight years under Coach Gaffey, and now he's got his chance to be a head coach. Congratulations on the new hiring, and thank you for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you. So my first question for you is, uh, you you explained to me earlier in the week that when you got the call from athletic director Tommy Mealy from uh, McDevitt, you felt like you were the number one pick in the NBA draft. Can you explain kind of how it felt to get the call? Yeah, it really was. I mean, I was I was speechless. Uh, although I was confident that I was the you know the right hire um, to continue the the program success that that Coach Gaffey has had as the head guy. Um, although your confidence it, it's you. You also know that it's Bishop McDevitt, and everybody wants that job. Um, so you know there were a lot of qualified candidates. Um, so when you get that call, it's like, wow! Like, you know, I could kind of breathe a little bit easier. And, you know, you, you have the sigh of relief, and at the same time, you're you're just excited to get to work and. It really was just just a dream come true getting that getting that call from from Coach Mealy and just ha- him having the confidence in me too um, to continue leading the the program in the right direction is is was important and is important to me moving forward. You you know Coach Gaffey very well. You assisted with him for eight years, and you said you've known him for thirty plus years. What does it mean to be his successor? Yeah, he, uh, wow, he was my teacher in second grade, and I remember uh, him just introduced me to the game of basketball. Uh, I remember seeing on the news him 
you know, playing against his dad for the first time when he was the coach at Palmyra and his dad was the head coach at Susquehanna, you know, and, and just, just being a part of the Gaffey family, um, for, for over 30 years, he was my teacher in second grade, my teacher in eighth grade. He was my basketball coach, seventh to 11th grade. Um, he was my freshman, uh, basketball coach at Alvernia on the, the JV team um, and then I coached with him at Anvil was his varsity assistant at McDevitt the past eight years um, so yeah just just being past the torch you know it's it's unreal because you know he's like I said he's a hall of famer he's, he's good at what he does he's one of the best and why I'm so confident I'll be okay and uh, will succeed and continue with that success because you know I've learned under him and, and his system. Yeah, what what are and you mentioned that what are the main things that you've picked up over the years uh, being involved in basketball that you're really looking to integrate into your head coaching? Uh, it's definitely it's definitely going to be a, a a lot more up tempo. Um, I'm a big guy on the, the full court pressure and, and all five guys picking up uh, full court and all five guys just for 32 minutes or whatever it takes if there's overtime double just you know just relentless pressure and, and like I said up tempo like score or not score like like we're coming at you know, the other end and we're deep and we have a lot of guys that are experienced and it's going to be much more up tempo and a lot more shots going up. Yeah, that that's good news uh, for the program, of course. And you're an intensity coach. As even if you go to a McDevitt basketball game, um, I've certainly picked up that you like to keep the intensity. Is that something that you're looking to translate into the the team as a whole now, bringing up intensity all the time? Yeah, I think just just full energy all the time from everybody um, and, and the whole program freshmen on up through the senior the, the parents, the guardians you know, the community you know, we had John Herrer from Penn State in today for our first day of camp and and he had he had the jib rock and we had 50 plus campers today and, you know, all the, the news outlets were there and stuff and it had a state playoff game feel to it and like I said, we just want to really have the energy and stuff, but also be smart and, and play smart and know when it's time to, you know, run a set and know your stuff and, and walk it up and, and run something in the half court. And, you know, so there's there's a time and, and a place to have that energy, but I think as a whole, the, the energy throughout the entire program and that just I mean it's the same at Mechanicsburg right now with Coach Gaffey is whenever there's a new hire or someone new there's there's a new energy that you know people are excited and, and they want to see what's going to come and I think that there's a little extra excitement right now because like you said people have gotten to know me and, and they know I'm an energy and you know hopefully our team and everybody can feed off of that yeah, you mentioned about the basketball camp today. Uh, was today the first day of basketball camp, right? 
Yeah, today was um, day one. It'll be, uh, it was today, it'll be tomorrow, and then we'll finish up Friday. You were hired last week, and now you're already running the youth basketball camp. Was it a challenge to make that turnaround really quickly? No. um, it It was something I was prepared for because I was, you know, approved to run things over the summer. So I really did just continue on as as usual and coach Gaffey and I are you know best friends we talk every day whether it's through text or on the phone so it was an easy transfer of getting stuff to me and you know it, it really did and and today was just ran smooth it was it was awesome um and like I said just having John Herrer there and the excitement he brought to the camp he even stayed an hour after camp to work with our JV and varsity guys that were there and you know it was just just a good guy he didn't have to do that yeah absolutely and my last question for you is um, circling back to when you heard about Coach Gaffey heading to Mechanicsburg after you processed the news obviously your best friend heading to a different school after you kind of got through that initial processing the news when did you kind of see oh there's an opportunity here for me to be the head coach well it was something uh coach Gaffey and I talked about um you know for for 20 years I was just content being an assistant or you know the head JV or head ninth grade seventh eighth grade you know all all different roles um you know, we talked about initially me going with him, and I, we had a, you know, a, a few long conversations face-to-face through text over the phone, and ultimately, McDevitt's been my home, and they've treated me like family, and it, it was definitely an exciting time for him, but at the same time, I told Coach Bealey this in the interview for the past two years I had to put my arms around these guys while you know they had their heads down and they were upset and they were didn't want to leave and our season ended um, and I'm not leaving until I get a chance to get them to the Giants Center and a chance to potentially put medals around their necks we had the heartache and I'm not bailing on them when that we're now mostly the juniors and seniors and you know we have the experience now and I feel like keeping things the same and consistent was just the right thing for me um and that was ultimately my decision where I got my stuff in and coach Gaffey said he would fully endorse me um and I knew from the beginning I had the, the player support because um, they know I would, you know, all the players know and their, their parents, guardians, like I'd do anything for them. Um, so ultimately it, it came down to that. It's, I just feel like I have unfinished business with this team. Every other group we've had, we've either won a league championship, district championship, or, you know, made a run in states. And this group, you know, like I said, has gone through a lot with the pandemic, with the different lineups, injuries, and being the younger guys and now they're the juniors and seniors and I want to finish it out with them.
Yeah, absolutely. And once again, congratulations on the new role, and thank you for thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Luke. I thank you for listening to episode 15 of MidPen Sports Weekly. Hope you enjoyed the talks with Coach Gaffey and Coach Risser, as well as the talk with the Big 26 baseball game. And good luck to everybody competing in those games July 14th through 17th at FNB Field. Uh, And I look forward to seeing everybody next Monday on episode 16. Remember to email uh, or go to my Twitter or Instagram to put in your um, best questions for local sports next Monday for Monday Mailbag. And I will see you with another special interview next Monday on episode 16. Stay tuned with local sports through my Twitter and Instagram at Weekly, or go to my website linked in the description of this episode. Look forward to see you next Monday, and thank you for listening.